Testing one, two, three. Testing. This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on insurance. I am an attorney retired from the active practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant and insurance claims expert witness and author and producer of these videos. Today I'd like to talk about exclusions for mold infestations in most insurance policies. There can be no coverage for injuries caused by mold if at least six months elapsed between notice of mold and the date of the alleged loss. Therefore, according to the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeal, mold under such facts is not an undesigned sudden and unexpected event as required by the policy. While, quote, while first drop of leakage might be sudden, contamination occurring over a period of time falls outside the definition of accident, close quote. The purpose of a commercial general liability policy is to provide coverage for tort liability for physical damage to others and not to insulate an insured from economic losses flowing from breach of its contractual duties. In Florida, for example, the court found an exclusion for mold damage to be clear and unambiguous even when the participating cause was other than mold. It held, close quote, to the extent plaintiff is claiming coverage for mold damage that resulted from displacement of the home due to sinkhole activity, such coverage is explicitly excluded from the policy. In unambiguous terms, the policy states there is no coverage for any loss or damage to your mobile home involving in any way the actual or potential presence of mold, whether occurring independently or if directly or indirectly caused by or resulting from an insured peril. This is Harris versus Voyager Insurance Company, the Middle District of Florida, and Union Insurance Company versus River Point, the Eastern District of Virginia. In Texas, for example, applying, quote, surface water, close quote, and mold exclusions, the court found that an average reasonable person would not limit surface water to rain falling only on dirt and not on any paved surface or other structures. The ordinary, everyday meaning of words to the general public is what counts in interpreting policy language. The only ordinary meaning of the words surface water in the policy can reasonably include rainwater that is collected on patio surfaces. Now, some policies have created special form exclusions to protect the company against having to indemnify an insured against risks of loss dealing with con mold contamination. These special for form exclusions 
are designed to protect against risks, not certainties. The term risk does not cover inherent vice or mere wear and tear. The fortuity requirement is a necessary element of the concept of risk. The definition of fortuity given in Restatement of Contracts, Section 291, Comment A, provides, quote, A fortuitous event is an event which, so far as the parties to the contract are aware, is dependent on chance. It may be beyond the power of any human being to bring the event to pass. It may be within the control of third persons. It may even be a past event, such as the loss of a vessel, provided that the fact is unknown to the parties. All insurance contracts are governed by the fortuity requirement, first discussed in at length in Mellon versus Federal Insurance Company, a 1926 decision of the Federal District Court in New York, where the court stated, quote, For some reason, whether from latent defects, wear and tear, or inevitable depreciation, I cannot determine the standard boiler developed fractures. I cannot say that they were fortuitous or if they be regarded as due to latent defects. It has not been proved when such latent defects originated. It must always be borne in mind that the policies are of insurance and not of warranty, of soundness. And for that reason, no liability arises under the perils clauses for damage to the starboard boiler. It seems that the fortuity requirement should render many of the exclusions redundant and unnecessary since the exclusions by definition describe non-fortuitous losses. Most instances of mold infestation are fortuitous. However, if the insurer can prove that the insured cooked the premises to facilitate the growth of mold, the intentional act of the insured in causing mold damage to the property is not a covered loss because it is not fortuitous. And there was, in fact, a gang of Texas fraud perpetrators who bought old houses, soaked them in water from hoses, turned the heat up in the house, and then left for two weeks, only to find the house totally infested in mold, and then made a claim to rebuild the house so that they could sell the old and beat-up house with a replacement-cost policy as a new home without any problems. This was a crime that was eventually caught and prosecuted, but it was very profitable for the first few years it was tried. Inherent vice, also excluded in almost every first-party property policy, relates to internal decomposition or some quality that brings about the object's own injury or destruction. 
not an extraneous cause. The subjective test for fortuity raises questions regarding whether the inherent vice exclusion is effective. The exclusion, for instance, in the Lloyd stamp collection form provides the following, quote, this insurance does not insure against fading, creasing, tearing, wear, tear, and inherent defect. Similar language appears in policies issued in the U.S. by the ISO, where, for instance, Form BP-00021299 provides, quote, wear and tear is excluded, rust, corrosion, fungus, decay, deterioration, hidden or latent defect, or any quality and property that causes it to damage or destroy itself. In Shute versus North River Insurance Company, a 1927 Minnesota court of decision found that one of the earliest non-marine decisions discussing inherent vice, the court recognized the effectiveness of the exclusion. The policy insured against the risk of loss to a fire opal. The opal cracked. In holding that the policy did not afford coverage, the court stated that the purchase, plaintiff purchased and defendant furnished indemnity against loss or damage from fortuitous and extraneous circumstances, rather than a warranty of the quality and durability of a chattel, like a fire opal. Because the policy must be considered as one against damage from fortuitous and extraneous risks, it is not permissible to resort to an ultra-literal interpretation which will convert it into a contract of warranty against loss, resulting wholly from inherent susceptibility to dissolution. This video was adapted from my book, Mold Claims, Volume 2, available as both a paperback and a Kindle book from Amazon.com and from my website, Zalma.com, by clicking on the link to the Insurance Claims Library. If you found this video useful, please refer it to your colleagues and subscribe to my blog so that you can be advised of future videos and blog posts. Thank you again for your attention.